And welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, best club in the world for that matter, but we are a little biased. Sometimes more we more than other weeks. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, that is at H-E-F-Pod. You can also find the show heppod.com for all your latest Bundesliga stats to be found there. Facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod for all the latest English uh, articles, all conveniently located in one fell uh, location. Hey, I'm Drake Frankfurt on Instagram, where you can interact with us there. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to drop us a line the old school way, of dropping an email, it's hey Eintracht Frankfurt at gmail.com. So, ways you can follow, uh, keep up with everything that is Eintracht is give us a subscription, uh, subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, give us a rating and review if you happen to send. Uh, that review to heyintrafavorite at gmail.com. You will get, of course, a podcast coasters and stickers. So, God, hey, you wanna you wanna help us out? That's how you can do it. Share us with your other Frankfurt friends. Anywho, I got a friend here to help me out with talking all things Eintracht when it comes to uh, the first team, the reserves, and looking at the Pokal and the next round of the Bundesliga. It's Garrett and the Motor City. Garrett, how many people are overjoyed that Ford and the UAW are finally coming to the table and signing the deal? Brian, I'll tell you what. Um, good news is always something to ha- is something to appreciate. I haven't seen what's going on with the casino strike because I know how much that brings into the city of Detroit. Detroit City's out of the playoffs. You know, good. It's long season, but this way I'm like saying good riddance. The wings look to actually be back to normal. The Pistons are sort of giving me hope. The Lions have their first Monday night game in I don't know how long, so we'll see how it goes. But I'll tell you what, man. The Adler always keeps us on the edge of our seat, doesn't it? And that it does. No love for the Pistons? Come on. That was about I, the only team you did mention. I love the Pistons, but you know when the, when you want to say winning more than seven anything more than seventeen games is an improvement. It makes you feel like, well, it's going to be some time, but they're looking <laughs> like they want to give it a go. Oh, hey, you know what? Give some love to uh, that bit of uh, Detroit that uh, the bad boys came from. I really liked uh, the document. I was a little too young to have enjoyed that era of NBA basketball. I know we're already losing our folks, so we'll kind of transition over to uh, the podcast Eintracht Frankfurt content itself as Eintracht went in to face off against Borussia Dortmund at the Waldstadion. The Eintracht went into the half uh, 2-1 up. It came out 3-3. An end-to-end exciting match. Uh, not going to lie, watching this from begin to end, it made me think, the possibilities are here with this team, but we also were shown to have significant uh, uh, defects in the squad. And, you know, I think this was a good litmus test for the club because if you look at what Eintracht 
has done so far. It, you know, our matches that we've played so far really have, this hasn't been until now. We haven't had a real good high in top of the table sort of a team to test ourselves against. And we finally got it against Dorman in this 3-3 draw. We still have, uh, well, they're in the top half right now. Uh, Stuttgart is still to play. Union Berlin is coming up. You have Bayern, you have Leverkusen, you have Leipzig still all left to play. And I'm looking at that and thinking to myself that, you know what? This was a good litmus test to find out where we fit in in the top echelon. And I think we passed with, you know, decent colors. This was, uh, you know, this was a B grade, uh, sort of result, in my opinion. Uh, a, uh, grading would have been for if the Eintracht had one, but I look at this as we've, you know, uh, this was Bayfo Bay's first match where they did not win since what practically august so i would i'm gonna take the the small victories where i can and say hey you know what we got a we we got a good result a positive result against a top end team that will be in the running for the you know top four placements if not the title itself or the season, and we didn't look like we didn't belong competing at that highest end. What were your takeaways from this one? You know, I feel like you and I were both going into this match saying a draw would be perfect. Um, and I'll tell you what, like I was just taking a look at the stats, like the possession numbers, the shots on target versus off target, um, all these things. And I'll tell you from... Our intent of play today was promising. Um, you know, well, you know, there's a saying. Um, I've been watching a lot. I've been getting caught up with Shorzy on Hulu, but there's a line where they talk <laughs> about. There's a line, you know, what they say: "Set the tone." And this squad wanted to continue where they left off from Thursday and set the tone, and they jumped early. Um, I think you're really starting to see some great, in my opinion, when you look at this lineup and you're looking like, who are the new cornerstones of this Eintracht Frankfurt squad 2023-2024? I mean, you have Trap, obviously, in goal. Maybe a little bit rusty in some of the parts on there. Um, but when you're looking at who's the guys that are making the spots theirs, Robin Cook. Fill in with the as a captain when needed. Um, Ferris Chaibi. He's made that the way he's been playing the last month, month, month or so, especially in October. He's like, you know, you gotta take this spot from my dead, dead hands. And Omar Marmush, who is clicking now. Goals are flowing. Uh, play is flowing. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some concerns that people are going to have about calls going one way or another. I think at the end of the day, you know, is it frustrating that we had a 2-0 lead and a 3-2 lead and we let it slip? Yes. But I've seen this. I've seen Eintracht Frankfurt blow a 2-0 lead to Borussia Dortmund at home before and lose 3-2. 
today when they were when they, when Dortmund came back, Frankfurt's like, all right, we got to get back up and get it going, and they got that third. Unfortunately, football is sometimes a matter of inches, and you know the equalizing goal at the end by uh, Julian Brandt was right place at the right time, but there's plenty of promise. Um, the approach is there. The offense seems to be clicking now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, as much as I'd like you go into this game and you're like, do what you can to get the three points, but I'll agree with you. I mean, we scored three goals in a game against a team that, you know, is usually one of the top two in the Bundesliga and maybe more top three or four in what looks like a much more competitive Bundesliga this year all around. You know, I think it's something to put it on there, but still be hungry. Like, what? think of what we almost had. Here's what we got to do to get it. I can totally agree with you. I think that oh, there's a lot to take away from this match, you know, in the result that we did earn. What, to me, was the most satisfying thing that was on display was the popping up of three goals. Now, yes, one was from the penalty spot, but Marmosh with a goal from open play, Kiabi for uh, Shakir. That that was a that was a really good uh, goal as well. We we saw moments from the side that were really exciting. Puta had a few moments that really uh, made you made you get up and expect to be celebrating the goal. Uh, Larson, oh, he's just gonna, he's just gonna get better. Just gonna get better. I will say that those were at Shakir, the right in the middle of the pat, really the center. Larson, Shakir, Xiaobi, Kalf, Kalf, and Mamouche all really were clicking, doing well. Buta looked good. Um, this was the, this did, uh, make me kind of scratch my head and wonder, did we have the right guy playing in between the sticks? Did we have the right guy playing out on the left with Max, uh, getting the start? Um, you know, we, we thought, uh, hey, maybe having Goza held in reserve would be a good idea. Bembe, uh, Kunku uh, off the bench, Hauga, you know, we still had other guys uh, like left available, but I don't know. I'm looking at how uh, we came out against Dortmund, and I'm really enjoying um, this team at present because we were so worried when Rana Konamwani was sold that, hey, we've got too many guys who are transitioning in and out. It's going to be a rough go. We're really, we're going to be, you know, if we don't hit the ground running, we're going to be regretting it, kicking ourselves uh, later for it. I'm looking at this team, and Kabi uh, and uh, his, his uh, contributions today, getting that goal, that's going to do wonders for his confidence. But I look at this team, and also we did do a number of a uh, transfers in the off season. What we have seen so far is a team that is gelling and growing together, 
and one that we don't we still will need a transfer in January, but we're looking good. And I kind of fancy ourselves, you know, in the rest of the matches before this international break, you know, we have Victoria Code, we have Union, we have Helsinki, we have Bremen. I'm looking at those matches and thinking to myself, we are looking good to be able to, against BFOB, yeah, we got what we got, but against what is left, if you come out with that, in general, same sort of laser focus and mindset to go out and take it to the opposition, I won't be surprised if we move into the uh, round of 16 of the Pokal, uh, we, that we beat Helsinki to give us nine points in Europe, and that we have four to six points earned more in the Bundesliga to put us, oh, we're, I mean, right now we're still kind of on the outside of the European places, which six technically is the cutoff. I won't be surprised if we're sitting at, you know, 18, if not 20 points uh, when we go into the November international break. I know that seems uh, like a big leap, but that's what, that's what I'm feeling. What, what was your, where, where are you feeling on that? You know, I'm looking at, you were talking about the cohesion, and I think we were talking about it. Like, I'm looking at what decided this game today. Um, like, if you compare the starting lineup of ours to the starting lineups of Dortmund, you win 3-1. Like, you know, the Brandt, they had to get Mikoko and Brandt to come on to get goals in the second half, which means that they Dortmund had to make what we were doing was successful enough that Dortmund had to make adjustments to get what they needed to do to get a point and keep their unbeaten run in the league going. That tells me, when I'm seeing it that way, that tells me that things are clicking in a way that, okay, hey, how our approach to the game is causing issues for opposing teams. And and we're getting better, better each week. Um... I think Wednesday is how much I want to see how much rotation do we do on Wednesday in Kung against Victoria. And, you know, I think it's the best time to go. And I think if you think about it, is there a better time to go to the Stadion Ala de Forsterai than Saturday? Um, I say go. I say it's a great time. Um, and you know, Bremen or Bremen aren't going to give you anything. You gotta you gotta go out and earn it. So, but I think this group wants to go out and earn it. I think this group hears they see oh, Moana got sold. Oh, Lidstrom got sold. Um, oh, Kamada left. So got sold. Um, and they're like, okay, they're not going to be what they were. They're not going to be that team that came out of the group stage in Champions League. They're going to be a team that you know, surprise some people on their ways to glory. Um, to me, that when I hear it, when I think of that, that's chips on shoulders being created. And, you know, you had a situation where, okay, we have five draws already on nine games played. Earlier in the year, there's some, draw, there, some draws out of some losses, some draws out of some wins. Now you're starting to see some more wins cooking in, you're starting to see some more hope 
something to look forward to. And Brian, I think we can get if we play if our approach to the game is like for Union and Verder is like what it is today, like it was Thursday against Kuyaku Helsinki. If it was, and if we like go with Cone and like go with the approach to Victoria Cone like we did against Lokomotiv, we can easily we can get went out or at least go unbeaten in that run. But to avoid Launish Diva, you have <laughs> to go in and do the effort. That's true. I know. It's uh to bury that, Oliver Glasner thought he had done it, but man, unless you're a Bayern Munich, everyone's got a little bit of that. <laughs> Alrighty. I'll agree with you um, and hey, you know what? And sometimes you just need to have a rough patch to be, then be able to have a great match, such as Bayern this weekend, you know, being down to 10 men at the half, tied nil-nil with uh, Darmstadt, and yeah, then they dropped eight on them in the second half. So, in who's... Um, How do you say eight is enough in German? Acht is um, schnell, um, something. Um, any German listeners checking <laughs> out, please let us know how to say eight is enough, and especially send it to all living in Darmstadt. <laughs> very, very good. Um, so this is something that, as I was watching the match, it was brought to my attention of, you know, key contributors to the Eintracht that are doing really well right now. But shucks. I mean, it is something that we're going to have to worry about. It is uh, the African Cup of Nations. I mean... I just realized it's in the winter this year. Lordy. Yes, January through... January 13th through February 11th. Um, In terms of players that uh, can be called up, really, we just got three that we have to worry about as Algeria, Tunisia, and Egypt. Uh, have qualified. There's like, there's the tiniest, tiniest chance that we could have a fourth called up, but I don't think that Niels and uh, Kunku is really thinking. I mean, maybe he gets called up by. Uh, well, actually, no, he's not. He's Republic of Congo, not uh, DR Congo. My mistake. So, really, it's just. Uh, Mamouche, who, you know, credit to him on that. Uh, Shakir, and then Chabi. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just those guys that we have to worry about in terms of uh, making any moves. I mean, I guess Gankam could uh, be called up to the Cameroonian national team, but I think honestly at this point, um, it's so late in the game that for any of these guys to be called up by uh, African international squads with the mindset uh, that they will be contributors to their teams uh, at the uh, upcoming AFCON. But what a, we, I don't think we ever had too crazy of issues previously in terms of a number of players leaving for that African tournament, especially when it would be played in the winter. But it does feel like this is kind of this is going to be one of those uh, that we really are 
that the biggest of big clubs usually whinge about, we're going to be whinging about that. So here's my question. Are we in a position to be able to weather that month? Because when that when that tournament does go down, uh, matches that if they make the finals is what will be missed. They'll miss the Leipzig match for match day 17. Then you'll have Darmstadt, Mainz, Cone, M. Bochum. So five, up to five matches that each one of those players can miss. Um, could miss. Uh, granted, uh, considering that uh, they're all on three different national teams, obviously not all three of them can miss uh, five matches, but from what you've seen from the depth that the Eintracht has shown so far, um, are we in a position to be able to weather weather those that storm? I think we have. It'll be interesting to see because I think the way Shkiri, Shaibi, and Marmush are playing, especially Shaibi, you know, it's more than likely to be like they're going to Afcon. Um. I think Kroos has probably got a foot forward and already kind of looking like, all right, what do I got to do in January? Bring in a guy, bring in a couple guys on loans. This is where you're going to kind of see here, like some of the lower lower table teams in the Bundesliga, but they might need some. They have a hot striker, but need some funds in here. Like get in to fill the ranks and kind of go in there, or. Provided that thing, like, conf- like say we know we're gonna be, unless we collapse in Aberdeen, really go nuts. You know we're gonna be, yeah. You know we're gonna be in at least the round of thirty-two. Hopefully in the round, hopefully automatically in the round of sixteen in the UEFA Europa Conference League. So with that mm-hmm. being said, that's more funds coming into the bank. And if I'm Croatia, I'm like, all right, how how do I approach this? Because you're going to lose Marmish, and Egypt was the runner-up in AFCON. Um, Algeria's got a young, hungry squad. That's Chaibi's Algerian, correct? Yeah, uh, though I'm not sure if he's going to... I think he'd be a guy who'd be in the 18, not necessarily in the 11, in terms of being kind of locked into those positions. I think it's, Whilst, form, I think uh, it's going to be yeah. form-based. If he keeps this going throughout and Slash gets some more goals in... Come call decision for deciding that squad. I think he might play his way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marmouche. Uh, obviously, he's not the uh, main striker, but he does play more in a kind of weird role off of a certain way more famous <laughs> uh, Egyptian uh, striker and Mohamed Salah. Uh, you know, it just is what it is, buddy. I <laughs> can't fault you for that one, but, you know, he's, to me, kind of more locked into that starting position. But I would say that uh, with Kaibi, if we keep on giving um, more kind of debutante opportunities, look, Gosa can fit into that, and I would like to think that Air- uh, Paxson Aronson will be able to kind of take over that role. But Marmouche, uh, that's that's hard to kind of replace, but at least with uh, Ngankam, you've got a guy who can 
be that striker. I think we're still going to be buying someone. Everything seems to be pointing to that, though it seems to be a new uh, player linked every single time. The biggest issue for me is going to be uh, that defensive midfield role that LAS has been doing so amazingly for the Eintracht. His um, his uh, leaving will uh, for international duty will be to me the biggest hole to fill, and there's no one to fill it. I got one person in mind. I think that could potentially fill it. Um, I'm here. I'm all ears. So, who do you, I think Dina Mbembe has shown so far to be mm. a him and Aurelio Boots that seem to be the guys that are you can a puzzle piece that can be in multiple areas. Um, I think. Tell me more. Um, Dina and Bembe, I love him on the right mid. He's been showing great glimpses as an attacking midfielder as one of the tens. But a lot of times last year when we were doing a three four two one, he was the guy that was featuring at times as a sub as one of the two main central midfielders. So the question is if, and I think he would bring something more on the attacking end in the central position than if you put Jakic in there. I think if you put Jakic in as a holding midfielder, it's going to be more shutdown where you're going to be able to be, you have the structure, but you are going to lose a little bit of the attack. So Yeah, but we don't even know if he will be, I mean, we don't even, like he, I do realize, is the most obvious uh, player to fill for that role, but his health has not been there this all season long. Right. So, and it might become a thing with Dino where Larson could be, if you ask Larson, if you put Larson and Mbembe together, you had to decide which one is going to be the one to do more of the defensive duties and which is going to be the one to drive forward. And I think Dino has shown to have a plan for guys when they come in here. We've seen Einsgar Knauf play on the right. We've seen Einsgar Knauf play in the left. We've seen Einsgar Knauf play in one of the attacking 10 positions. We've seen Mbembe do the same thing and get put and Dino pushing Mbembe to get the absolute best out of him. Um, and Gonkum can kind of have some of that same thing. He could be a 10 or he could be an up top guy. This might be where you ask Mario Goza, all right, I'm giving you a bunch of starting spots. Keep your head and qu- quit arguing with the refs. Um, you know, those type of things here. Um, and yeah, if Paxton Erickson's healthy in there too, that's where he might be. I'm giving you 25 minutes a game at least. Give me an effort more and I might be, and if you show me what I think you can do, you might get a starting spot. So this is where the moments of opportunity can come. But I'll be very curious. I am very interested to see how we navigate that from that time. Well, um, hmm. So here, well, that you've, that's food for thought. Um, speaking of food that lends to drink, it is time for hashtag what are we drinking? But before that, it's, it's our moment to look at the reserve. So, uh, you thought I would be jumping right to it and forget about the reserves. So, it was a couple years, it was over a decade ago that the Eintracht was in the Zweite Liga, and everyone was interested in a certain team from a certain uh, part of Frankfurt because it would be the first Frankfurt derby. 
to be played at the Zweite Liga level. That same team, FSV Frankfurt, took on our reserves. And, uh, yeah, what happened? Eh, we came, we saw, we kicked their ass. So, uh, 5-1 victory for the team there. Nacho uh, picked up two goals. Uh, there were... It, Looked like it was going to end three to one, and then we piled in with a 93rd and 95th minute goal. So I'm really uh, happy for the guys to be have been able to have picked up that sort of result because we've needed to uh, to see progress from uh, the Eintracht reserve team because that they were bringing it back after being gone since what like. Uh, 2009, something like that, uh, that the Eintracht, uh, got rid of that team. And you know what? It's no 2014, excuse me. So we knew going via this route that we'd kind of see players as long-term products. We've seen Ato Ferry as one who's really kind of popped in and, uh, Dario Gabor as well, who's been able to uh, make some uh, good appearances, but credit to in this match of matches, uh, Daniel Starodid, first time kind of me saying his name, but was able to get a brace at the end of the match, in addition to uh, Nacho and Kepur getting their goals, so I'm really happy with uh, what we were able to see, and Hey man, here's hoping that some more of these guys are able to come through. We've already seen Nacho get some appearances this season. We saw uh, Gabor and Venig uh, get appearances in the past season. Here's hoping that we are able to get some for next time. But back to hashtag what are we drinking? What do you have for us today, my friend? So um, I'm kind of got a little bit of a caffeine combo, both in the Mountain Dew family because all frequent Speedway for gas, as well as the Speedway Rewards member. They're doing a thing where you get to buy one, get one free amount, do 20-ounce bottles. Um, so I have the rest of this Voltage bottle I opened last night, um, which is the Blue Mountain Dew, and then a Zero Sugar Regular, um, you know, because you got to have some balance and moderation in 2023. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I got going on right now. And uh, I've got the Shafley Oktoberfest, the last one of that match to enjoy. Uh, October, you are fleeting. September is long gone. October, shucks, Halloween's nearly out, nearly on us. Uh, my son's going to be a nice little green dinosaur and looking forward to having another kind of box ticked on my young dad dumb. So. Uh, looking forward to that, but in the meantime, prost, everybody, and we'll be back with segment two, so stay with. Back segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. So, really excited to uh, get stuck into this. So, it, 
Normally we have a frown corner uh, coming here, but in case anyone had kind of noticed, um, the women are on a international break right now. So uh, no matches to be played until uh, Monday, November the 6th. Um, international matches are currently ongoing with the national teams. I did see something that Aniomi has returned to the team uh, due to an injury. Uh, I was not able to f see what uh, any additional information in terms of what happened there, but here's hoping that um, it's just, you know, it just a nominal thing, nothing to be worried about. Because, uh, not gonna lie, players like her are, you, you can't replace them. Can't replace them whatsoever. So, that, all right, that's our little bit for Frowling Corner. Um, here we have the DFB Pokal, everybody. So, made the final last season. That was unbelievable. It was so fun to ride that uh, momentum all the way there. But it didn't end in triumph. So, in the Europa Conference, and uh, because we made it to the next round of the Pokal after we beat Lokomotiv Leipzig, uh, we have Victoria Cone in the round of 32. I mean, unlike some teams, there's not a mid, you know, able to have a little tender rest uh, during the midweek, perhaps giving them more of a. Uh, Advantage, not exactly something we have to worry about with Union as they face off against high flying airs Stuttgart in the day of Pokal. Eintracht has Victoria Kuhn. So, Victoria Kuhn recently promoted from the Regional Liga to the Dritte Liga. They are considered the third team of, uh, third team of Cologne. And I know next to nothing about them beyond them being in the Dritte Liga and Doing okay uh, for all intents and purposes at that level. Um, just having to defeat 1860 Munich uh, at the weekend, two to one. They uh, is, haven't had a lot of whole lot of positive results uh, go their way this season uh, in terms of like uh, where they kind of sit at the table. They're not really one who's going to be looking for promotion, but they did get off to a pretty decent start. For me, Garrett, this is a time to try and try a few other guys in terms of rotation. We saw some rotation versus Helsinki, but with a mindset that, hey, let's get ourselves in the right mindset to play Dortmund and then kind of move guys out as needed. I think Victoria Cohn presents the same exact scenario because we want to go up against Union and just lay the hammer down on those guys. But to get that, you need to have the positive vibes coming from Victoria Cohen match. What are you feeling is going to happen there in uh, Cologne? Um, I, I agree with you. I think I want to see some rotation. Um, I think I think it's fair to. I would tell me if you're wrong. Do you think it's? I think it's perfectly fair to put Jens Growl in on Wednesday. I know we meant we rolled trap. I think in every Pokal match last year. Um, but I feel like, you know, Growl did stepped in when called upon in two matches. I think it's fair for him to fill in for Trap, give Trap uh, another match off, unless Dino wants him to iron out the kinks that he had from Saturday, from today to get ready for Union. 
Um, but, you know, small chitch. I'd love to see small chitch. Maybe Maddie Collins if he's available. Um, maybe a good Paxton Aronson start. And Gonkum start. Um, I think, yeah, get some bodies in. Like, know that have enough, one or two or three enough people that, you know, like, get your goals in early against them so that way the tie is in favor. But then get the rotation going with the mindset for Saturday. Um, and the study and I read their post today. So, um, mm-hmm. I think it's, um, I'm taking a look at the Wikipedia for Victoria Cologne because I wanted to see what their kit, what their kits are. Um, my guess is we're probably going to wear them all. We're going to probably wear the black aways. Um, oh, either, nice. uh, either the home or the third, because I think there's like white in it. I don't think we're going to roll with the, the, uh, Schwartz on Roth stripes. So, you know, let's go in. It's a, it, it's a midweek business trip stadium that seats about a little more than 8,000, the sports park, Hulenberg. Um, you know, you don't have to do what you East did. East side of town. Yeah. Yeah. East side of town, whereas for Tudor Cone and Esther FC Cone, the Cologne teams that we do know is, uh, they're all on the, uh, West side of town. So, right. I think, um, business trip mindset go in and get the job done i don't you don't feel like you have to do a six nil like you did against Suyaku helsinki but you know what if they're clicking then go for it but just limit the cell limit the damage internally before union on saturday exactly go in with the mindset of hey you're coming in take care of business you're not leaving anything up to chance. Uh, the day, the day of April count for the next round wouldn't be until uh, uh, early parts of December. So it's not like as though you're going to be able to say, "Oh, we don't have to worry about it until you know January." No, like uh, the quarterfinals are going to be in January and February. Then the semifinals in April. Such a huge gap in terms of time in between the matches yes i know but you know what it's more of a hey if we're in this two matches a week sort of vibe we should be able to come in against a victoria coincide moving pieces around and get the w so calling it right here uh calling a three one victory and it's only going to be the third goal at in uh garbage time uh, to make it seem a little better than what it should be but I think it would, this will be a little trickier than uh, Stuttgart kickers was this at this position last campaign I'll go 2-0 um, safe because Stuttgart kickers was 2-0 if I recall right um, yep I think two goals I think they both come in the first half uh I don't know who's going to get them because I'm curious what the level of rotation. You know, it'd be amazing rotation, even though I don't think Dino is going to do it. If you see, like, say, a Nacho or even a Food KU in the squad for Wednesday, that would be a sign of growth. And, like, hey, I'm giving you an opportunity to go for it. I don't think we're going to get that, but I think we're going to get some rotation. Exactly. Uh, well, hey, you know what? 
We are talking about one match. It's time to talk about the other. Eintracht versus Eisen Union Berlin. They lost at the weekend. Gives them 10 consecutive matches with losses. They face Stuttgart in the Pokal. A much more difficult ask. As mentioned, lost to Bremen. 2-0 to Bremen. Uh... The combined expected goals. I know a lot. Some people think those stats are a bunch of hooey. But if you got expected goals uh, from a 2-0 result that barely even uh, combined for, you know, one expected goal, that's usually a telling sign that one, it was born as hell. And when you look at possession and other sort of tackling statistics, you know, Bremen kind of... Bremen got off lightly, and you just got to wonder with Union when they're going to finally turn things around because, I mean, Union just, against Werder Bremen, they just, they're just not, they're just not at it. Like, I have, for the life of me, can't figure out what in God's green earth they need to be able to make things work. Berens, you know, had a decent start, and it's kind of cold right now. Uh, Becker has been like after not getting his transfer move out hasn't really were hasn't really been doing too great Kadira you know got red carded you know right when he the, the player that they've really needed when uh, comes back from injury and gets a red card that's big ouch Gozens hasn't been up to what they would have thought you know I mean decent player yes but I think overpaid and uh, Paxton's brother uh, Brendan Aronson, yeah, he's been okay, but this is this to me is a moment though for the Bundesliga to promote Eintracht to promote Union because of that. The Aronson brothers playing against each other. This should be something that should be on ESPN the channel because of two Americans going at it. Granted, then they as the broadcaster should be almost getting into the ears of both coaches and be like. Um, we need you to do this so you create buzz. I'd love them to do that. I also realize the this, the ridiculousness of what I'm saying. So, uh, for me, I don't think it's too ridiculous to say a visit to Union Berlin couldn't come at a better time for the Eintracht in that you come off of this very difficult match against Dortmund. You have a Pokal match that should be straightforward. If you do have a calamity happen, you'll be able to immediately go out and say to the rest of the world that, you know what, this is in our rearview mirror. We're moving on and beyond in this. And look at it. Union, I think to myself that a straightforward 1-0 victory is totally in the cards for us because Union Berlin can't score to save their lives. They have, I mean, until this match against Dortmund, we had not conceded more than two goals in a match. Our total defense of numbers were, you know, uh, six conceded from eight matches. Really good defensive numbers, which teams who have great defense like that is what really lends to uh, have other teams uh, finish in the top four spots or be title champ, uh, the title winners themselves. That's what happens when you have a good defense is you're able to really have uh, high-end uh, finishes. But 
Union. <laughs> 11 goals scored, 19 goals against. Like, that is pretty yuck. And I'm looking at them and thinking to myself, if it was someone who wasn't Bremen, I'm pretty sure they would have gotten pumped for more than just two goals. And uh, yeah, that's my prediction. Uh, 1-0 victory. Garrett, your thoughts? Um, Agree with you. Um, strike. Th- go. This is the best time to go to the stadium now that they're forced to ride. Um, you want to say strike while the iron's hot, right? Yeah. Um, you know, let's <laughs> go for it. You know, it's set the tone. Um, we won in, last time Eintracht have won at Union Berlin, if I'm not mistaken, was September of 2019. Um, Friday night, Bundesliga, if I recall right, a 1-2 in favor of the Eintracht. Uh, Dawson Silva, I think, in that game. Um, then it was 3-3 in the fall of 2020. Um, fell behind 2-0 and Max Cruza took a 3-2 lead and then lost it on a Cruza Thunderbolt, if I recall correctly. Um, Easter Sunday 22, that was a 2-0 to Union, but we had just beaten Barcelona three days prior, so the guys get a reprieve for that. Um, and last year we lost 2-0 at Union, well, by last year, I mean earlier this year in March, um, 2-0 after we got pumped in, in Napoli in like two of the Champions League. Um, so this is the best time this year to go at him. Um, you know, as much as I love flashiness and as much as I love us, you know, being pump scoring goals and moving the ball well and everything like that, this game, if you got to play ugly to get the win, because something, what whether it's a Union win in Stuttgart, via regulation, extra time of penalties, or if they lose to Stuttgart, they are going to come in and they are going to want to be on the front foot. Or that crowd's going to yell at them to be on the front foot. Or else they're going to get unruly. Um, so this is where you keep your structure and then, as he said, strike while the iron's hot. Um, however you get it, get it done. That's what I'm saying. Um, three points to the Iron Track in Berlin on Saturday. Alrighty. I'll go one nil. That I'll go one nil for me. Also. Yeah, it. Uh, we're in a position if you look at the uh, Bundesliga stands right now, uh, because we didn't get the win over Dortmund, uh, which would have given us 16 points. Um, we will just. We'll stay in 17th place. Uh, excuse me, 7th place with 17 points uh, with a victory over Union. But that will do us a world of good to be able to go into one of the more intimidating atmospheres of the Bund- within the Bundesliga and come away with a full points. Note our uh, excitement because, hey, our defenses look good. Okay, yeah, Dortmund did come out with uh, just a trunk just trying to go at us in a style that we haven't really seen too much of. And Union is not firing uh, when it comes to defensively or from an attacking standpoint. So I'm super excited about what happens next. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Hey, I'm Trek Franklin. I'd like to thank Garrett for joining me in on this one. Buddy, where can we find you on the social media landscape 
when you're not watching the Detroit Lions or Red Wings or Pistons for that matter. Yeah, and just those three because Detroit City, as like I mentioned, done till spring. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, personals are GM Comats. Um, the hey, I'm, uh, so I'm track point with Detroit SKA Diabler on Twitter at Detroit SKA. Um, I'd have to talk to Chris and see if we want to create an Instagram page for it. It'd be pretty cool, but I feel like he'd be the one to do that with the fancies more than I. So, um, we are going to do a, we'll be back in business this weekend. Um, be on the lookout on Twitter for a watch party things. Um, when that happens, it'll also, I'll plug it through to the half pod too as an awareness. So be on the lookout for that, um, for, uh, when you're in Berlin, Frankfurt on Saturday morning. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one at that as we get to go back to actually playing on Saturdays. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that wraps it up here for episode uh, 288. Excuse me, 289. 288 was the last one where we kind of had a mismatch of uh, Garrett doing a little bit and then I had a little bit to add into it. And uh, yeah, 300 is creeping, creeping, creeping. Looking forward to the next time that we record because we'll be looking back at what happened in the Bukau, what happened in the Bundesliga, and what is to come within Europe and the Bundesliga ahead for the Eintracht. And of course, next time we record, the Frauen will be soon to return. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys then. Until next time. Tschüss. How do you say eight is enough in German? Hey, I'm